Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. And, uh, you know, again, sorry on uh, last episode. I know a lot of people were trying to listen in, but uh, my mic was turned off. So just double checking. My mic is on now. And uh, hopefully this one comes through with no problems. So, uh, yeah, last time we were we're definitely talking about uh, some different things going on in the market, some problems with the U.K., and uh, their currency kind of collapsing, a little bit of problems over there, the VIX rallying, we had a, a fake rally, and then we had that uh, another bad sell-off. We just can't seem to get out of our own way. But uh, again, there's a lot of different stuff going on out there. We've got uh, you know bond yields coming up. We're definitely seeing uh, bond losses on the value. There's uh, a lot of problems there that uh, I don't know that a lot of people are really noticing. And that bond market is bigger than the stock market. So if people can get more yield in some high quality bonds, I think a lot of people are looking there instead of stocks. But uh, even there, those are still dropping. So people really don't want to pick them up. Yes, you can get yield, but uh, if they continue to lose value, it's uh, still not a great situation. So we're seeing that in... uh, in the U.S. and in the uh, the London U.K. market, or even in the Euro market as well, um, a lot of people not really looking to pick up these bonds, so they are dumping a lot of them. And you know, I guess a lot of investors really aren't looking to pick them up. So, uh, just a lack of demand out there. There is still cash. Uh, the banks have more and more cash. I was looking at a reverse. Uh, repurchase that money. It's sitting about $2.4 trillion right now that banks are holding on to and uh, getting that overnight interest rate on it. Uh, so the banks have money. They're just really not looking to put it anywhere to use as uh, you know the, the federal banks around the world are really still looking to be hawkish. They're still looking to raise these rates. So they want to have more cash on hand but they are sitting on a war chest of, uh, of ammo in the way of cash, uh, ready to do what they want to do with those, uh, with those dollars or, or that currency that they hold uh, on their balance sheet. So a lot of different things going on out there that uh, really don't leave us too you know, comfortable. So the bond market really isn't my lane. I'm not going to pretend it is. I don't know that much about it. I just did a little bit of reading to kind of catch up. Uh, as to what's going on out there, I know a lot of uh, people as you get older uh, look to incorporate more bonds for a stable uh, earning or stable income. And uh, I'm not quite there yet, but I, I I do need to really touch up on that and really have a little bit more knowledge about it when I come back uh, for the future talks that we have over here. Uh, so that being said, a lot of these different things are supposed to be safe, but they're looking a lot less safe. Uh, I'm seeing also a lot of people saying that uh, private equity and real estate could be the next problem. We could also see that kind of collapse and real estate values dump in order to buy more stocks and bonds. If uh, if people really start looking to sell the uh, the real estate while it's still somewhat uh, of of good value, granted you're getting uh, people that don't really want to buy with higher rates. But if you had you know uh, 
I don't know, five, 10, 15 different uh, rental properties and you want to get out of them in order to buy up the stock market or the bond market and you're doing that, you know, you still have a little bit more value in, uh, in real estate at the moment. So now once that uh, kind of sells off and people want to rotate back into the market because, you know, we're in this bear market, we've seen values on uh, the NASDAQ drop to new yearly lows. We're seeing, uh, you know, QQQ come down and just a lot of different options that are starting to pre present themselves. Do people start selling off all this other stuff and going into uh, some of these different stock markets that uh, they're really seeing good value in? And, um, you know, that is a fear. That is certainly a fear as to what's next, the next shoe to drop. And we could certainly see those values start coming down, especially as there's going to be less demand and higher interest rates. So uh, I'm definitely kind of fearful of that. I know it's out there, but uh, I think overall, I do think that we're going to get a little bit worse before we get better. And, uh, you know, we have seen these, the QQQ, I'm looking at a one-year chart here. Uh, I know we broke through some of those June lows that we set. And uh, when I'm looking at this chart, we did hit these June lows about four times. Uh, intraday volume kind of came down. And, you know, now we we kind of built back up through that August rally. But now we're creeping back through those uh, June lows that we set in. So definitely uh, trying to see where this one bottoms out. Trying to see how oversold we get. And uh, ultimately, when you start that position, really to try to get uh, closer to the bottom of the market. And I don't know when that's going to be. If you have a crystal ball, if you could let me know, that'd be that'd be fantastic. But uh, overall, I think you just have to really be mindful about what you're buying. Really be mindful about where you want to put your dollars. Um, you know, if you're trying to build a cash position right now, I understand that. And, uh, you know, the dollar is strong. So even a lot of uh, foreign investors are looking to buy up the U.S. dollar because of the strength in it and really rotate out of their currency for a stronger currency. And, you know, we're even seeing in the crypto space that um, that's actually staying pretty strong. Can, can, all things considered, I know it's broken down way back from uh, earlier this year where val uh, values were way higher. But uh, when I've been looking at Bitcoin and Ethereum through all this volatility in the past couple of weeks, um, you know, Bitcoin's still above 19,000 and Ethereum's still hanging around that 1300 level as I'm recording on Sunday. I'm not saying that's great. It certainly has sold off heavily. But uh, over the past week or so, and I'll just pull up a, uh, a monthly I'll do the weekly first. On the week, Bitcoin is up 1.2%. On the month, we are down 4%. So yes, it did come down. Uh, we did have a rally there at the beginning of the month. But uh, overall, when you compare that to even some other things that are supposed to be very safe out there, um, looking at some of the different financials, some of the bigger banks, those have sold off more than that. And, uh, you know, I just, I really don't know where to put money right now. So I really just want to have some cash sitting on the side, uh, maybe set some, uh, Limit buys on something that I'm really looking to get into, being the fact that I'm looking at QQQ. Uh, you know, maybe we we dollar cost average every uh, 25 points down from here. Maybe maybe that's a way we go about it. Maybe we at uh, 250 we set a limit buy. Um, well, I'm looking at a 275. It's currently trading at 267. But maybe we just kind of 
average down. You know, we do a little bit of buy-in at uh, another 10% down and then another 10% down. I don't know where it's going to go. History says that a, uh, a recession is going to be about 30, 32% down from the highs. And uh, I think we're about 25% down on some of these different indexes. So you might want to look at what future or uh, what history says to kind of predict what the future is going to do. But uh, overall, if there's something that you really are, you know, uh, passionate about, if it's a strong uh, buy for you, a lot of these names have come down way sig significantly as to where a lot of people wanted to buy them just a year ago, right? No one, no one minded uh, Microsoft in the 300s, but now in the 200s, it's like, eh, I'm going to wait. My thought here is if I can get that same stock that I was willing to pay three something for last year for the low 200s, uh, I don't really see why I wouldn't want to do that knowing the future is going to be uh, better than the current situation, in, in my opinion, on some of these big names. Uh, the smaller names with a lot of debt, a lot of risk, I really don't want to touch them. Uh, again, cruise lines, looking at Carnival from this week. And uh, Carnival had uh, an announcement saying that they are going to kind of increase their ad spend for the second half of the year to try to get things going. Uh, they almost wanted to double down on it, but they have so much debt. I don't know where this money's coming from. They got a lot of different problems out there. And I really don't know that it's a place that I want to be. So they did have a 23% uh, drop on Friday. Absolutely awful. Not one that I want to touch. Not one that I'd want to tell you to get into. Uh, because this debt load that they have and kind of the unclear lane from management is definitely noteworthy. And uh, if you're in it, just be mindful as to what's going on out there. Um, Nike had another bad... Uh, Another bad Friday here. We are down 13% on Friday for Nike, now at uh, $83. And just uh, we started the year north of 160. So even a big name like Nike has had a 50% drop this year alone. So all things considered, uh, we could certainly be at the point where you might want to start picking up some stocks. But uh, you really want to be picky as to which ones you're getting into. What's the next uh, year going to look like for those companies? And then, you know, if you can survive that kind of drop and pretty much go from there. If uh, three to five years, the, the numbers look better, the revenue looks better. They got a plan going forward for what's next. Uh, I am a proponent of buying these names while they are on this discount. Uh, I really don't want to see some different names coming down that um, I know that I would have missed. I would have felt like I missed an opportunity on. Uh, you know, Microsoft at 230, can it go lower? Most certainly, but uh, it's not a name that I think is going to disappear in three to five years. There's too many contracts. There's too much going on. They've got too many different lanes. Uh, currently, it's got about 40% of upside. And now, do I agree with all these analysts? Not necessarily. I don't think that we're going to get back up to $350 within the next 12 months, uh, according to Michael Turn from Wells Fargo. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, especially not from this $230 price tag. I think the next 12 months is going to be rough for everyone. Uh, is that to say that uh, three to five years out, I think this one's going to be below 230? I, I don't, but uh, I think that 350 or even this high price point of $411 is a pie in the sky kind of number. Everything would have to go right and a lot of things would have to turn around and I'm not seeing that kind of information out there. 
But uh, I definitely do think that there are some some stocks that are getting to that buy territory that you really want to uh, start taking a look at, start getting your limit orders ready. If you have some cash on the sidelines, uh, be ready to do something with it. And, uh, you know, it was the worst September. Uh, I think it was if it wasn't the top three, it, it was pretty close. It's been an awful September. Hopefully October turns uh, the market around here. Hopefully we can get a little bit of green out there. Hopefully we can finish the year stronger, but it, it has certainly been a rough year. Uh, so take all that into consideration when you're out there shopping and uh, know that it might not be time to go all in on anything. That's kind of what I feel. It's uh, it's definitely getting rough out there, but uh, it could always get worse. So that's why I don't want to see you going all in and getting hurt through the market uh, a little bit here and there, just kind of nibble away at that cash position you got into names that are high quality that uh, don't deserve to trade down with the way that the the rest of the market is going. That's kind of what I'm seeing. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, again, not financial advice, just kind of my opinion. So that being said, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to see if we can't come up with five different names this week that uh, might fall into that category of falling too much in uh, in this market sell-off. That's uh, kind of the, the theme here is to try to find some different names that might serve us better uh, in the next 12 months. So uh, stick around. I will be right back. We're going to cover that and uh, try to cover some other news as well. So I'll talk to you guys in a second. We are back here. So thank you guys very much for uh, stopping by, listening to uh, what I've got to say about some stocks. I really do put a lot of different research into bringing these episodes together for you. So if you could do me a huge favor and subscribe and share to grow this community, uh, that would mean the world to me. We are also on Facebook at Let It Grow Investing. I'm doing the uh, the 2022 investing challenge where I am putting in uh, $200 every week into a stock that the group votes on. And, uh, you know, this past week we ran a different poll for week 40 and uh, that was going to be the last quarter of uh, or the last week of quarter three for the year so we had five names we've always got five names and uh, i'm actually going to pull up the results right now but we had uh, the first one being uh, dominion energy which is going to be the ticker d and that one the thought was uh you know people are going to keep those lights on through the winter regardless of what the the rest of the market does, they're kind of recession proof. So I thought maybe uh, an energy utility uh, name might serve this list well. Number two, we were sticking with uh, Coca-Cola, KO, uh, a lot because I don't think people's tastes are going to change. If people are accustomed to their products, they're still going to go out and buy those products. They're not going to be looking for private labels where we're going to have some of that uh, competitive edge versus uh, some other different paper product companies or just names that aren't as sticky as uh, as a Coca-Cola or Pepsi, what have you. Uh, number three, same theory, uh, Constellation Brands, STZ. And uh, that one is going to be uh, with Corona and Modelo. So you're going to be more in the, uh, the alcoholic beverages market. But uh, again, during a recession, uh, alcohol and, uh, you know, liquor does not go out of style. So that one was the thought there is that, uh, that is going to survive a recession as well. Uh, number four was going to be American express. Uh, even if times do get tough, people are going to still swipe those cards and get the things that they need. 
in order to survive. So I'm thinking uh, that toll booth type model that American Express and other credit card companies have could serve us well, even going through a recession. Their margins are remarkably high and, uh, you know, their business should continue. Maybe the the spend is a little bit different, but people are going to still be swiping. Uh, and then number five was going to be CrowdStrike, the, uh, the cybersecurity play, uh, as I would still think that people are going to want their uh, information secure online. So these companies are still going to be selling. Uh, you know, people might be cutting back on new contracts. They might be keeping what they have. But uh, I do think that the, the security names should do well through this as well. Uh, so the results are in. And uh, this week, we are going to be buying American Express. So thank you guys for voting. And uh, I will be buying that one tomorrow around lunchtime. That's what I like to buy to get some of the early Monday morning uh, market jitters out. Uh, let some of that volatility wash itself out of the system. Come in at lunchtime, uh, buy that $200 worth. I'm buying that on Webull. We do fractional shares over there. So if you need uh, a link to get started, I do have links for Webull. You will get some free shares by uh, using my link. And I've also got links for crypto.com, uh, Binance, and E-Trade. Uh, so those are in the description as well. And uh, like I said, American Express AXP is going to be week 40's purchase. Uh, so before we get into week 41, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, about Tesla. And they had a pretty good quarter here. I'm just reading in some numbers of uh, Q3 results from this year. And the highest they have sold uh, to date, the highest uh, delivery per quarter they have sold per so far. So yeah, we've got, uh, they were expecting about 365,000 vehicles delivered in the quarter. And we came in a little bit light on that, but it is still a record. Uh, so that number is 343,000 vehicles that were delivered in uh, the third quarter of 2022. Uh, so now they did have the, uh, the shutdown in Shanghai. I got to imagine that hurts the numbers a little bit. Yes, it did come back online. Uh, numbers were looking good over there after that. But uh, that shutdown certainly did hurt. Um, so my first thought is 343,000. Yes, it's a record. We did did good on that department. Uh, the problem is we're coming in under the expectation of that 365. So uh, I don't think this is going to be enough to get us to rally off of these numbers. Uh, I do think it is a sign that people are still buying in the EV space. Uh, so I just still do think that the 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 big names on the porch, the Tesla and and Ford GM, I still think they're going to do well going forward. There's still a uh, a shortage of vehicles out there. Yes, there's probably some that are sitting on the lot, but uh, for the most part, the EVs that are coming in are already leaving right back out the door. Uh, the the pickup trucks for Ford and GM, uh, I think those order books open back up uh, later this month. For the uh, 2023 models, I know Ford uh, unveiled the new uh, Super Duty trucks at the auto show, and those have been uh, picking up some steam in uh, some of those groups that I follow. And uh, basically, the the big names are still doing pretty well uh, as far as those purchases go. So I would still be bullish on those, more so than some of the smaller startup names, the amount of, uh, of debt and the amount of equity that are... Uh, lending that's not out there right now for them to borrow money or the rates that they're getting charged to borrow money are uh, astronomical. So it makes 
uh, makes it very tough for these companies to really get a handle on uh, what's going on out there. So I'm still more bullish on the larger names. I'm still bullish on EVs and uh, the different uh, chargers and solar and things like that that are associated with that. And uh, I'm less bullish on some of the smaller startup names. I'm thinking uh, the Rivians and some of the other ones in that space. Definitely a, a tougher position for them to be in. Yes, they have some great products. I don't know that the company is in the situation of really being in a uh, an aggressive growth mode. I think it's going to be very tough for them. So I'm staying away from them, leaning more into the chargers and some of the other positions that I already have, not looking to uh, build up positions in some of the smaller names at this moment. Really want to see who's going to get through the storm before I put any dollars to work in those names. Um, so that being said, um, I guess that brings us to where we are for week 41. And uh, I guess some of them are going to be names that I think will survive a recession. Some are going to be names that I'm really, really looking at a discount. And uh, the first one is going to be Nike. The ticker is NKE. Now, they came out and said that, uh, or the executives came out and said that it's going to be a, a rougher um, end of the year for them as uh, apparel pricing is going to come down. They're going to have to sell more things at a discount, ultimately making it a little bit harder on these companies. Now, a lot of that has already been priced in. As I said, they were down about 13% on Friday. They're down over 50% on the year at this point. But uh, overall, I still think that they're going to be one that is going to stand this test of time. And therefore, I think this one is getting a little bit on that cheap side from where it historically trades and even what it has going forward. So uh, coming down to that $83, $82, I definitely do think that it could rebound from here uh, into the holidays, even though they're going to be selling it a little bit cheaper. I still think the consumer is strong and we're going to kind of have a rally uh, into the holidays with uh, sales. So that's kind of my thought there. And if it doesn't work, then I do think if you hold this one long enough, it is going to uh, come back to some of those uh, median levels that we've seen in the past. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, uh, this one, I think I talked about it before. We didn't ever put it into a, an investing challenge. So a lot of the thought here, uh, well, first off, I'll say that it is Alcoa. The ticker is AA. They are an aluminum uh, processing company. And, uh, you know, we've got the infrastructure bills out there. We've got a lot of rebuilding that's trying to happen beyond behind the scenes right now. It's kind of fallen by the wayside. No one's really talking about it as much. We've got uh, the solar companies looking to build more. Uh, the frames for the solar panels are normally made out of aluminum. Uh, that is a big driver of the business right now. It is trading remarkably low at a 6.9 times PE. We've also got uh, the LME. What does that stand for again? The London Metal Exchange is launching a discussion paper that marks the first step toward a potential ban on new supplies of Russian metal. Uh, that would include aluminum as well. So, uh, if more companies or more countries take this stance that they don't want to have uh, metals from other companies or other countries, rather, uh, I do think that the, that could help a company like Alcoa. And uh, I think, again, they're using these uh, this material 
and a lot of different uh, manufacturing. Uh, there's definitely that tie to EVs right now. Anything lighter, especially with the weight of batteries, is certainly uh, going to be beneficial to automotive production, uh, as well as all the different solar panels and things like that. So this one is going to be a value play. It is trading low. It has gotten punished. It is now trading down near $34 uh, at the... In March, it was trading around $90. So certainly one that's gotten crushed. I do think there are some uh, problems going into a recession looking for a typical uh, metal or manufacturing basic material company. But I do think that uh, this one certainly is getting to the point where it's undervalued and could certainly trade up uh, with some of these different bands on, on Russian metals and things like that that should ultimately help it going forward. So that's kind of my thought there. Uh, the third one, I did a quick look. And now while this one is tied to some travel, it is tied to cruise lines. Uh, I think Disney's getting a little too cheap. So the ticker is DIS for Disney. And another thought here is that people are still going to travel uh, for their kids or for their grandkids. They're still going to put that money to play uh, when it comes to their happiness and their childhood and this, that, the other. So I don't think that Disney's going anywhere. And while it might be a tough environment for them in the next 12 months, when we come out of this, I do think that this one's going to do well. Disney Plus is still firing on all cylinders. We've got a lot of different uh, things coming out there that are helping. And ultimately, uh, Disney at $94, I think is too cheap. We've got uh, 16 different analysts saying the same thing as what I am. And that leads to an average price target of $145, excuse me, which is about 55% of upside from here. Uh, we've also got someone saying that the, the price target is $229 for 142% of upside. Again, I don't think it's getting there. I think it's just noteworthy to say something that someone's got such uh, high hopes on this one. But even the low side is 27% uh, of upside for a price target of 120 So one that I still think should do well. Uh, maybe not in the short term, but give it a year. I do think that this one's going to rebound back. Uh, then number four, this one, I had to do a little bit of digging on. This one is Zoetis, which is uh, ticker ZTS. Uh, the thought here kind of relates back to what Disney is in a way. I know it's completely different, but uh, Zoetis is a uh, pet supply uh, medicine vaccine company for, for animals, for livestock, for, uh, your pets, uh, for all different types of animal life. So my thought here is a lot of people got animals during the pandemic. A lot of people, uh, are going to pay to keep these animals healthy. And with all that on the rise, this one has traded down, uh, over the past year, we were 246 right at the beginning of the year. Now we are trading at 147. So we're down about 100, 100 points from where we were at the start of the year. And uh, they continue to grow. They uh, just completed an acquisition of Jurox, which is a leading provider of livestock and companion animal products, which is going to give them potential for greater global expansion. Uh, so it's going to give them different future growth opportunities, more manufacturing, and uh, just really further their business and their their plans for growth. So 
yes, they spent some money on this. Yes, the price has been coming down. I do think that this is going to continue to be a driver. Uh, and having more of a, a global expansion plan is certainly going to help them. Uh, the PE is a little bit higher on this one. It's trading in the mid-30s at, uh, where were we, 34 times. You do get a small dividend. Nothing to write home about. It's under 1%. Uh, analyst research says about 46% of upside on this though. So they've got an average price point of 217. Uh, I do think that that is completely possible and uh, one that with this this new acquisition and more uh, growth, I do think that this one should serve us well going forward. And again, I don't really think that people are going to let their pets go uh, you know, by the wayside because of uh, the recession. And that's kind of my thought here is that that spend is going to continue. More and more people are, you know, getting animals, especially in the pandemic. That certainly happened. And uh, this one is in that growth sp uh, spot. They still have positive earnings. They've got a lot of different things going for them. Uh, so that's number four, Zoetis, which is ticker ZTS. Uh, the last one, this one's made the list a couple times, but uh, still one that I'm very... Uh, I, I, I feel pretty strongly about this one. And that ticker is Costco. So, or the, the ticker is C-O-S-T. The brand or the name is Costco. And still, we've got uh, a lot of people looking to buy in bulk, save money where they can. And uh, Costco is still going to be meeting all those demands. They still got a lot of different uh, room for growth. A lot of different people are still very bullish on this one. We are currently sitting at $472, about 18% of upside on this. They tend to do some special dividends, but uh, the dividend is a little bit light right now at 0.75%. Uh, uh, beta is a one. It's trading down, and there should be a good amount of growth uh, left in this name. Plus, I think it's going to be one that should weather a recession storm very well as people are looking to cut costs where they can. So uh, just to wrap that up, the five names for this week are Nike. Alcoa, Disney, Zoetis, and Costco. So if you can get over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, get your votes in for me. And uh, we're really going to try to turn turn something around here and make something happen out of this train wreck of a year that is 2022. And uh, that's what I got for you guys today. So please get over there, uh, get your votes in, and do me a huge favor and subscribe and share the podcast. And that would mean the world to me. So Thanks for stopping by and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.